Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good news. You started a company. Now you have to run it. When you look out into the sea of CRMs, it can look extremely blue. But HubSpot is here to give your company a more human approach. We're a CRM that's easy to use, aligns all your teams seamlessly, and delivers a better experience for your customers. So your business feels like a helpful partner and not just some company trying to force a sale. There's a better way to help grow your business by connecting your people, your customers, and your business. HubSpot. Grow better. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next. Postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your your your, your podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. And of course, live on twitch.tv forward slash up next podcast. Yeah, every Wednesday night we watch NXT and we talk about it because we are your NXT friends. Friends! Friends. And we go live on Twitch every Wednesday night and we record the show. And of course, uh, everyone in the Twitch chat shout out you guys and shout out anyone listening via podcast form but if you're wondering what we look like and all those things you can watch us uh we kind of any of the the shows that are like on the free feed including deep impact you've been going live Mm -hmm. for for your impact wrestling stuff nxt we're we're doing bde elite which is uh thursdays which we're talking about AEW, so we'll be doing that so we have all these live shows that we record as well if you ever want to come hang out in the chat Mm -hmm. and stuff but uh yeah welcome to our show we talk about nxt how are you doing I'm okay. How are you? You all right? Yeah. I. It doesn't feel so long since we've done this, I think. It feels like. What do you mean? It feels like it's. Yeah, I just feel like we're recording all the time right now. Well, that's all we do yeah. in these pandemic times. Uh, we record a lot of podcasts. We just did. We went live while we recorded our next installment. If you like free shows, Batman Forever. One of the most, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Rewarding cinematic experiences of your life. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, okay. what I'd call it. Yeah, that's dropping for podcast form on the Friday on this very feed for free. But we went live on Twitch while recording it. So we did a show today already. Yeah, yeah. so if you want a sneak preview, you can just click yeah. on that on Twitch. Yeah, true. Uh, so can't wait for us to talk about uh, the, the best Batman movie of all time, realistically. Batman and Robin next month. That's the next one. Yeah. But it's maybe it's the best Val Kilmer Batman movie. For sure. Best Val Kilmer movie? Best Val Kilmer <laughs> Batman movie. Fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Yeah, Heat is lit. Um, yeah, um, yeah I, I just, 
I feel like we've seen each other a lot. I don't really know what's new to kind of talk to. And we've just been hanging out. Is we're roommates and we hang out. We did the Conor McGregor uh, Poirier fight we on did. Saturday. Yeah. We hung out and watched that. I know I got I get in shit. I'm sorry. I think Conor's somewhat a, still of a draw in the world of pop culture. Mm. I had to watch that fight. He got knocked the fuck out. He got fucked up. Oh yeah, it was crazy. We went live for that. That was fun. Um, there was this weird. Um, like WWE superstar spectacle show mixed with WWE talent. Yes. NXT. I didn't watch any of that. Yeah. Some of the graphics on that, like trippy as fuck, mm. like so trippy. <laughs> um, didn't really check it out, but I, I love checking out wrestling via Twitter and WWE just shares parts of the matches and stuff. But that was interesting considering Finn Balor was, was on that show. Uh, we have all the dusty classic stuff happening on 205 live. That's going on some of the tag matches and stuff. So you can listen to shot in the dark, which is free every Wednesday because, uh, is John Cena is covering all those shows, which is everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything, including NXT UK and stuff like that. So that's like a 15 minute show on this very feed usually comes out during the day before we go live for this show. Um, and like that, those are all the free shows, including your deep impact talking about impact wrestling and, uh, what was even happening on this week's show? Oh, this week wasn't good. Yeah. We had Fire and Flavor Fest, which uh, for me is my front runner for worst segment of 2021. Wow, it already. Was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, very interesting. So those are all the free shows that we continue to do. Um, and BD Elite will be on the free feed starting February. So, so many free shows if you like listening and supporting and all that stuff. But patreon.com slash up next. We did a review up yours with Jason Hagholm. <clears throat> chatting all about the Royal Rumble 1995, which is funny because Batman Forever came out in 1995. Yeah, not a deliberate thing, but yes, we yeah. had two 1995 We're just things. some 90s kids. We love the 90s. Loving 90s. Yeah, uh, so go check that out, as well as the top five Royal Rumble moments show me and you did. That was a lot of fun going through all our classic Rumbles. We've just been hanging out watching Royal Rumble We've matches. We've watched so many Rumbles in the, last, yeah. uh, in the last week, and so many, like, I feel, I'm not sure if I've seen them all. I, I'm pretty sure I've yeah. done the whole watch through before, but I forget things. And it takes me sometimes until halfway through the rumble before I remember who the winner is of that one. So that's been really fun going back and watching a load of them. Yeah, we randomly started doing like some WWE Network stuff, which is available on Peacock soon. Mm. I guess we'll have to be calling them Peacock watch alongs, which just sounds funny. But we've been doing some rumble watch alongs mm. and stuff. But I think the 2008 Royal Rumble is the best rumble match. Like watching it's a good back, one. It's a good one. Yeah, that's the one where Cena came back as a surprise and just fooled everyone as Superman Cena. But uh, that's probably watching so many back now. Just we've just been hanging out and watching them. I really feel that's one of the best ones. Or 2005, of course. Uh, Muhammad Hassan <laughs> is in it. <laughs> we. So. I watched. I don't think I watched it with you, but I rewatched the 2014 one. Okay. Um, which was the one that everyone wanted Daniel Bryan to win. That's 2015. Then- it was two years. Oh, in a row. right, it was two in a row. 2014 was when Batista won. Yeah, and I remember at the time everyone being so angry. Watching it back, knowing that Ray's going to come out number thirty and not be Daniel Bryan, it's actually a very good Rumble in yeah. hindsight. Okay, like seven years removed, we know Dub- Daniel Bryan gets his moment. We're okay. We're over it now. But um, yeah, that was quite interesting going back to because I remember everyone hating it at the time. Yeah, and then you go back and watch and go, ah, oh, that wasn't so bad. Uh, we watched a bunch and we definitely go more in depth, including your love of Brian Christopher, um, too Sky, cool. t- yeah, yeah, Sky Tuhati and Rikishi. Rikishi's been in a lot of fucking Royal been Rumbles. Been in a lot of Rumbles. Uh, we talk all about the Royal Rumbles in that top five show and, uh, your love for, for Too Cool and our love for Sparky Plug. 
We've we've come to love Sparky Plug in this household. Uh, Bob Holly, shout out Bob Holly. Uh, yeah, so the Royal Rumble is this weekend. Yes, which means there's we're going to be doing a watch along for this year's Royal Rumble. We got some sort of like pool going on in the Facebook group. I know me and you are going to do a little inside pool with each other. I think for the show as well. Uh, so join us for that, and then on the Patreon we're doing a little post show for that as well. So we'll be talking about some WWE, but we'll probably end up. Fucking going live for that as well. So uh, look for that on the socials and stuff. Um, should we talk about any... Well, should we go into the Rumble predictions now instead of the end? Because yeah. normally we get a bit petered out by the end. So yeah, sure. let's, let's look at okay. Royal Rumble 2021. All right. Well, I'll start right off the bat. Yeah. Who, who, there's no crowd. So you're not going to get these crazy like surprises, I'm, I'm imagining. Or are we going to get like Rob Van Dam? I, I think we will get... A surprise. I think they've moved into trying to treat these pay-per-views as if there's a as if there's a crowd there. Okay. I don't think they're holding off on things anymore. Yeah. Um, I think we'll get some sort of surprises. I think Rob Van Dam might be the kind of level you're going to get. I don't think you're going to get much higher than that. Pat McAfee. You think Pat McAfee? Yeah. Why? Why do you think that? Just, Just think, think he's there. Yeah, he's He'll been quiet it. lately. He'll do it. He's been quiet. That's why. Pat McAfee would be fun. I can, yeah. I can see them maybe getting a, um, like kind of hurricane level or something like Sparky that. Sparky plug. Sparky plug. Oh, <laughs> I'd lose my mind yeah, if Bob if Holly. Not came Bob out. Holly. Not hardcore Holly. But Sparky, Sparky plug. plug. If he came out, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be cool. What about like Cardi B in the women's one? Cardi B in the women's. Bad Bunny's going to be there and he's playing Booker out to the ring, I imagine. Because he's got the song Booker T. If you're not familiar Is that with Cardi's friend. Awesome. Uh, oh, Played you know together? what? Bad Bunny is on that song with okay. Cardi B. I like it like that. So, I mean, there is a tie in there that, you know, Cardi Bad Bunny could be the link that connects them fully with Cardi to to bring it mm. in. You have AEW with Lil Uzi Vert. I don't know if you know that guy, but he's a popular rapper for the kids these days. Okay. The, hip, the hip kid, uh, if you want to call it rap. But the, the trap artist, Lil Uzi Vert, was some for some reason training in the Nightmare Family facility. Oh, so I don't know. He's got songs and, and loves Jeff Hardy. Okay. So I'm imagining maybe he comes into AEW and does stuff with Darby. Okay. Because he's a daredevil. Yeah. All right. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Maybe. Someone like that. This guy goes flying over uh, like all these people's heads. But I feel like someone out there is like, oh, that what? that's weird. Because I think it's weird. But uh, I'm interested in seeing that. Well, the Twitch room was saying with uh, those guys playing at the Rumble, surely Booker T's got to be in it. Yeah. He's going to play the song Booker T. And so Booker Booker's- T will be number one. That'd be great. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Do it. Um, yeah. Any other surprises do you see? I, I could see them maybe just getting some of the producers who are backstage. Yeah. Like a road dog or whatever oh, come out. Yeah. I know, I know. Uh, but I could see that. Um, what about the women? Any surprises there? Uh, well, that would be where Cardi comes out for me. Oh, yeah. Cardi B in yeah, the rumble. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, it's Cardi B. She yeah. should get the Ronda spot. Just yeah. come out after and after point to the and sign. Point, yeah. Because uh, she she'll just have fights, scraps, yeah. <laughs> street fights. Um, yeah, I don't know for the women's one. Maybe some some callbacks like uh, Kelly Kelly again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tori Wilson, who ca- started the whole Cardi B thing, should actually yeah. Tori should be in it and maybe even poke more fun at Cardi B. We could easily have someone like Beth Phoenix there. Yeah. Um, I want to like people in the room were saying for the men, Steve Blackman. I mean, I'd lose my mind if Steve. Blackman wow, we'd all lose our mind. Bug, yeah. Um, we're in it, but in the women's, what about like a. Nidia. Oh, we miss Nidia. We in miss our Nidia. Household. Yeah. Nidia would be good. Nidia would be good. Uh, Jamie Noble in the men's. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But Jackie. like tra- trailer version. Trailer. Trailer. Yeah. 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 That'd be <laughs> Jackie. 
who, Jackie who? Jackie Moore, Jacqueline. Yeah, sorry, Jacqueline. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. We haven't seen her do a great deal. Yeah, I don't think we'll be seeing Lita. No, maybe no, not yeah. after things said recently. Um, yeah, who else is there? Oh, Taya Valkyrie. She's recently left oh, okay. uh, Impact. Her husband's on the roster. Yeah, Morrison. Maybe a Ty Valkyrie appearance. Okay. I think we'll get some surprises. I, I like when we see new people that like kind of start like mm. joining the company. I, I wouldn't mind some NXT guys. That's yep. why I'm thinking Pat McAfee because he's like been on a roll. Could Finn show up? You know what I mean? Like mm. they should put some some random NXT people in there. I think it would spice things they up. They usually do. Yeah. yeah. I think there's there's going to be some fun. I, I think I speak for most wrestling fans. The Rumble is the, the most fun event to watch. Usually we we've had... We had people over at our house and do mm. like a whole party, essentially. It feels like the Super Bowl, really. is so many. You can watch the Rumble with non-wrestling fans, too, because you never know who come out. Yeah, everyone falls over our step, Yeah, don't they? Do you remember our one friend who just... <laughs> kept falling? Kept falling. Yeah, he was yeah. here for the Rumble. Yeah. Um. So it's it's definitely like the most fun show to watch. So I'm definitely hyped for, for sure. it. Yeah, I took work off. Vacation day for the Royal Rumble, baby. So winner of the men's, your pick. Uh, honestly, like I don't watch a lot of the main roster stuff, but I will say I think it makes sense for Daniel Bryan to win it. I I, I imagine. I'd Ed, like to see Bryan yeah, win. Yeah, I, I think it makes sense. I mean, obviously you have the, you could have Edge with the story there, but I think realistically, no, you should do Daniel Bryan versus Roman as your main event. Well, it depends if they're not going with um, Edge and Randy because Randy still seems very locked up with this Bray Wyatt feud, which is awful. Yeah, but maybe they're pivoting away from that, so maybe Edge versus Drew, perhaps. Okay. Um, mm. Or are they going to put the title on Goldberg? Oh, um, but on. I, I want Daniel Bryan as well. I think it should be his time, and I want a big Daniel Bryan main event. Would yeah, be nice. I think so. I think why not? Like, women's, women's. Uh, I don't know. I would like to see some NXT women show up in the Rumble, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they win it. Last year, Charlotte won the Rumble and challenged for the NXT title, so mm. I wouldn't mind something like that happening again. But I don't know. Maybe Rhea. I could see Rhea. Yeah, rematch against Charlotte. I could see that and then somehow get the title on Charlotte yeah. before Mania. I could see that. Uh, I could see Bianca. Yes. Because she's got a bit of steam right now, um, and they've just put out the Chronicle on her, so it seems like they're hyping her up a lot. And I also could see Bailey um, winning it and just doing that match again against Sasha at uh, Mania. I think they've left... They're still kind of feuding, but they've left enough time since their last match where I think you could go to it at Mania and it could be fresh again. Um, and I think like that match from Brooklyn, it's still one people go back to. You kind of yeah. want to see it at a Mania yeah, level. Yeah, I do. So I th- I'm thinking those three okay i agree you sold me on that one you know you sold me on bailey now I all think. right yeah for do that so we're agreeing that we think daniel bryan should win or the undertaker so that would mean <laughs> that would mean both are smackdown unless it's Rhea. yeah i don't know so, yeah who cares though who cares yeah. who cares it's the better show anyway yeah uh, i'm i'm excited for that so join us for the watch along mm. of the royal rumble and our post show and all that stuff but Let's be honest. That's those are two Royal Rumble matches there, right on yeah. Sunday night. Those that don't hail in comparison to a Rumble match that's happening tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, yes, we've been talking about it for so so long. The moment has come, January twenty eighth at seven p.m. Eastern time. Oh baby, we are going to attempt <laughs> the first ever up next Rumble. Thirty people entering. Oh boy. One person will win. It's every man for himself. Are you ready? 
Are you ready? We've done these up next BDE championship games. We've done them for Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, all the WrestleMania and stuff. Well, we did Survivor Series Draft 2, Wei Ting, Andrew Thompson, John Cena, you and myself. And it got crazy. It got so personal. Uh, and it's all about like drafting a Survivor Series team and, and coming up with trivia mm-hmm. and going up against each other. I walked out BDE champion and we thought, well, how do we book? It's WrestleMania season. So we got to book to Mania. 30 people in a rumble, and the winner goes on to face me at a future WrestleMania game. In the main event of the main event. Up Next Mania. Which means there might be other matches there on that card. Be. There might there be. So go. you better impress. Yeah. So 30 people entering this rumble match, and the winner goes on to face me at Mania. So we got people like Wei Ting, Andrew Thompson, Scrump, Benno, Martin Bushby, John Ceno, all these people in this match that we have stacked, plus some of our patrons and friends of the show that have come in, they're all going to be entering, and some surprises, and things are going to go down. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be bonkers. We've never tried this before. Not at uh, all. We don't know how it's going to go. We but, don't know. Uh, I think it's going to be fun. We've, we were on uh, Jordan's Unnecessary Conversations on uh, Sunday night. Ridiculous. Where people were trying out their promos. Uh, some were better than others, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> uh, but that was so much fun. Thank you, Jordan, for letting us be on your show. Um, yeah, this, we've, we've really built this up. And I think, if anything, it's going to be a great way to hang out with all you guys. I'm super excited. We get, uh, come join us. It's going to be on our Twitch, uh, at the socials, all the stuff, Twitter, Instagram, at upnextpodcast, but the twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast, because we're going to be streaming this and we want an audience for this, because we might be asking you for help, audience members. It's interactive. So look for that. It's trivia games. We're ready to, to have 30 people enter this match. What, you know, every few minutes or so, people come join the match and the last person remaining goes up at mania and I, I i'm a host you're a host we'll be hosting this event we'll be helping move the trivia move, more so hosting the actual game with the participants involved and obviously the bad blood between Wei ting and andrew thompson and andrew thompson between everyone but it kind of sounds like he's he's uh, he's full of excuses this week yeah, yeah i don't i i i don't know about that guy uh, he was so confident a little yeah. while ago. And He's kind of like Karrion Cross. Now the weeks come along. Yeah. Except Karrion Cross actually won the title at one point. But yeah. Uh, or did Andrew win something? Andrew he won SummerSlam. Yeah, he won at SummerSlam, but then got, uh, I don't know, injured and then just disappeared, I guess. He's on the reserves. He's going to show up like the next Sparky plug. Uh, it doesn't matter if Andrew Thompson wins or Wei Ting wins or John Cena. It doesn't matter because none of these people stand up to me. Uh, their little lungs are too small to hotbox with God and come the rumble, it doesn't matter. But I will be watching. We'll be hosting. It's going to be crazy. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. 7 Eastern time, Thursday night. That's the 28th. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, it might be mere hours away so come join us twitch.tv forward slash up next podcast and uh, if you missed that the podcast version will go up on our patreon in some form or fashion yes. if if this game works, if it works. <laughs> so we're super excited for that we love doing these games and even bringing on some of our listeners into yes. the match is even more fun so we're excited so can't wait for that wow rumble season is the most fun and we made it even more fun Oh, yeah. Like, I'm excited. I'm very excited. We're super excited. So, uh, you can't find that on Peacock. No, you cannot. Maybe one day we'll sell our our archives to Peacock Peacock or Netflix or something. HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Whoever gives us the most. (laughs) Whoever outfits us. Uh, So, all that stuff, all the shows, again, follow the socials at Up Next Podcast, and uh, it's great. But let's talk about the show we're here to talk about, and that is NXT. From January 
27th, 2021. And we start off. It's uh, the Dusty Classic, the Dusty Cup tag team, both a men's tournament and a women's tournament. And they'll be winners crowned. And we start off with Killian Dane and Drake Maverick with a new theme song, I might add. It's like a remix of the whistle theme. It started with the whistle. Started with a whisper. <laughs> uh, it started with the whisper, the whistle, and then went into kind of some metal, like rock. It's covering, it's like playing over that yeah. theme. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet mix up here. Uh, it's awesome. And uh, they are going up against MSK, the new tag team here, the, the rascals, if you will. Nash Carter and Wes Lee. Yeah. Lee, comma, Wes. Lee, Mr. Lee. Mr. Lee. Mr. Wes Lee. Wesley. So, uh, Lee and Maverick start this match off and they're doing drop downs and technicals. Um, and then it's MSK who gain the advantage and they do this like double team in the corner. They, I like these guys and I can't wait to see where they, they move on to and like evolve here in, in NXT. But they do this move where it's literally just doing a flip to, to do a flip. There's no, he waits for the guy and then flips and then the other guy like jumps at him. It's like, well, it's to confuse him. It's like, well, wait, I, why, confusing him. why are you doing the flip? I don't. Yeah, uh, I still like them though. There's then like crazy topes and sentons back in. Um, Dane eventually tags in and uses his partner Maverick as a weapon. And then again, body slamming Drake while he make tags him back in to get a two count. There's the MSK guys, the rascals who come back with like double stomps and like a kicking combo to Dane. They go to picture in picture and it's Drake who's working on Lee and trying to make him submit with different arm holds. But when we come back, it's Nash who tags in for the hot tag coming in. They hit their shooting star, like, double team move. Yeah, so it's, it's I think it's Carter that goes for the shooting star and then Wes pushes him so he actually lands onto it. Yeah. He always just misjudges. It's scary. I saw a thread somewhere online that, like, how does this, like, I just judge them for doing a move that, like, why does that matter if you're doing yeah. a flip? How does that hurt someone? People were like, how does this make it work? How does it hurt more if yeah. it's a double team here? I'm like, actually, the way his body is he is being shoved, it makes it more forced. Especially, and you watch this okay. specific one. He hits him really yeah, low. He hits him. One, yeah. yeah, it looks like it hurts more. So okay. I actually can defend them in All some right. other moves. So you see I'm on their side here. I we'll definitely, try it after. Yeah. You're doing the flip. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing the, I can't do I've the flip. I've got this. I tried doing a moonsault once. It just really hurt my back. Okay? <laughs> not happening. Uh, so they hit this move, but it's only a two count here. There's then Carter, who hits a moonsault to the outside, which takes out Dane. Back in the ring, they pick up Maverick and hit the heart attack blockbuster. And MSK win the match and advance in the Dusty Cup. What did you think? Uh, I quite enjoyed this. I'm, I'm happy how MSK look like they're going to be a deal in NXT. You know, that their, their entrance seems pretty cool. Like, they've got the production with all the lights and their music's pretty good, I think. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're coming into just a generic track and just walk into the ring, you know? It, it feels like they're making them a big deal. Uh, I, I know what you mean about some of their moves are if you don't like unnecessary flips, you're not going to really like these guys. But I think there is more to them than just that. I think they're pretty charismatic. Mm-hmm. Um Carter especially, I think, has got a lot of charisma. Um, and, yeah, I, I thought they worked really well against Dane and Drake here. And the right team won. Yeah, I think the right team wins. I mean, I know Dane and Drake have been this team for a little while, but still like like a kind of B-level. Comedy level. team. Yeah, yeah, comedy kind of thing. Um, and they're doing a fine job, and I, I enjoyed this a lot. I think MSK, though, it makes sense going forward. I think it put a lot of steam behind them. And they beat a team that, okay, 
aren't like your killer tag team, but they're prominent. They're on NXT pretty much every week. So a big win over some names, you know? So they move ahead and we'll find out what the, the different matches of the brackets. We'll give a bracket rundown a little mm. bit later. So uh, I, I thought this was great. I thought they're hitting their moves. They kind of established that, hey, up-and-coming tag team will be cool. And they have yeah. some cool moves. So um, Danny... Birch and Oni Lorcan show up as Pete's dropping them off for school in their in his minivan, and they show up and they're yelling, but commentary is like talking, so it doesn't. I can't. This seems to be every week. Yeah, they don't like. Whenever Danny they talking. arrive, they talk into it's the camera. Danny. It's always Danny Birch, and Vic is always just talking right over him. I don't understand. Uh, it's like if he's talking, I should be able to hear what he's saying. But they entered the building. Essentially, we go to Kurt Stallion, who is backstage. With Mackenzie Mitchell. Sorry, who, who's this guy? Sorry, the Lone Star. <laughs> Kurt Stallion. Kurt, the Lone Star Stallion. Mackenzie says, what do we need to know about you? Well, Mackenzie, let me ask you something. Have you ever driven 19 hours straight by yourself? She's like, no. He's like, well, I have. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I've been traveling, making towns from Texas to Chicago and I, I see some shooting stars when I'm driving and I look up and I see stars and I follow the brightest star. I go after it and I know I'm the brightest star and I know I'm Kurt, the lone star stallion. And I'm strapping the proverbial rocket to my back and I'm going to win the cruiserweight title tonight and the lone star will become a superstar. I, I don't know why I found this very creepy. Oh, <laughs> the, the way it was delivered. Okay, I just felt like he was even that opening thing. Like Mackenzie, have you ever driven nineteen hours straight? She's like, no. <laughs> well, I have. It, I don't know. It just seemed sinister to me, which I know isn't what they were going for at all. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm sold on this guy from this promo, and the fact that we keep on not seeing him on NXT is bothering me. It's like when you're like, hey, mom, can we have Hangman Page? No, no, no. We have Hangman Page at home. It's over here. <laughs> yeah, he's got that. I, I was getting a Matthew McConaughey vibe. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. I'd rather... Ma- is like, Matthew McConaughey showing up in the like Rumble? creepy Matthew McConaughey. Oh, okay. Was what I was getting. I don't know why. I might be on my own little island here. Okay. But something came off weird. Like, I... This didn't scream baby face, which is what I assume this yeah, guy yeah, is okay. meant to be. Yeah, Lone Star, yeah. Kurt Stallion. Like, cool, you could be a baby face, but it kind of he kind of sounded not like a baby face. He kind of sounded like a dick. Mm. But uh, yeah. we'll talk about a little bit of him a bit more. We go to a match in the Dusty Cup Women's Tournament. We start off in the ring already. Aaliyah and dress- Jesse Kamea. This is a dream team. I, I've missed Aaliyah so much. The Robert Stone brand. I don't know what's going on there, but... Uh, they've they've got someone new, and it's Jesse Kamea. Jesse Kamea in new gear. Yes. Here, what do you think of this gear? How do you describe this gear? Interesting. It's like one leg, like full pants sleeves. Like Nikos Rikos. And then the other half, yeah, the other half is short. Um, I think she looked kind of cool. Yeah, it was different, but I I thought it worked for her. I think it worked for her actually more I, so than Nikos Rikos for sure. Yeah, yeah, yes, one hundred percent. I'm I'm making a joke, but I definitely I I know I've said some I don't didn't like her character years ago, and she kind of was just really green to me. But mm. this looks like an, a step in the right direction. Same with Aaliyah. That's why I joked this is a dream team because mm. Aaliyah looked really good in this match as well that we're about to talk about. But they have to go up against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Mm. Which uh, it's, it already screams bad news for for these two. Mm. Um, so 
Uh, I, I if we're talking about gear, I I love Dakota Kai's like baseball gear going. I, on. I like the the jersey. Yeah, you know I like me a baseball jersey. You like baseball jerseys? Yeah. Real, do you like baseball? Love my Shane O'Mac one. Oh yeah, that's is that's the only baseball jersey I've got you own. Three. I've got a Shane O'Mac one. I've got a WrestleMania. Th- Thirty. You better have three. a. You better have a Jays. Ber- and I have a Jays. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you have a WrestleMania jersey and a Shane O'Mac jersey. You wear often. Yeah. Uh, you do. One. Yeah. I should wear my WrestleMania one more. That's pretty cool. Sometimes uh, you re- you randomly do a costume change in the house to the Shane O'Mac jersey and then just do the fucking Shane. O'Mac. Is Shane gonna be in the rumble? Oh my god. Shane's got to be in the rumble. Okay. I'm wearing my jersey just just in case. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That'll help you. Hopefully he shows up. Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. And uh, Jesse's in here and she's beating down on Dakota early on. It hits like a springboard type elbow drop sort of thing. Uh, there's then uh, Dakota who's running the ropes and both Aaliyah and Jesse both do the splits, like blocking this this move from whatever Dakota was trying to go. And then it's Aaliyah who, who gets up quick and forearms Dakota here. And as I'm typing it, Wade Barrett says out loud, this is the best Aaliyah's ever looked. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, she's looking great here. Uh, but Dakota stops all this with a pump kick to the face. There's then Raquel who tags in and hits like a super double spinning power slam, kind of like the tour of the islands. Jeff Cobb does. Mm. Uh, which looks great for a two count. Raquel then lifts Dakota like in the air to help aid her with a like standing stomp, which is awesome. Yeah. They should really do cool. more double teams like this. So imagine Raquel like helping Dakota launch for a double stomp to the gut. It's so cool. Aaliyah though comes back with a flying reverse into a DDT for a near fall. But it's Raquel who tags back in and hits a Stan Hansen-like lariat and then a Tornado Texas bomb, Texas Tornado bomb, rather, and it's over. And she crushes her. The height she got on this was crazy. Crushes her. This was to Kamea, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Kamea's pretty tall, from what I remember. Um, Yeah. This looked incredible. Uh, I know that that Naya spot from Raw is getting uh, the rounds on, like, social media and stuff because she nails Dana White. uh, Mm. Dana White. Dana Brooke. Uh, they probably get along. Uh, <laughs> nails Dana Brooke with that move. It was similar to Raquel's finisher, that this tornado bomb. It looked great. I thought um, I thought Leah looked good here, as we mentioned. I'm I'm kind of rooting for Aaliyah because she's been kind of the the punching bag of NXT for years, and kind of the waiting for her to kind of have things click and improve. And I think over the last year, we've definitely seen improvements with her. It. Some people take to it quicker than others, you know? Like, Angelo Dawkins was there forever mm-hmm. before he finally kind of clicked with Ford and stuff. So I would like to see Aaliyah continue to progress because I thought she looked good here. Me too. I agree. And she's a Toronto girl. Yeah. You know? um, but I thought Raquel was the clear star of this match. I love the story of Dakota kind of having a tough time with it and then makes the tag to Raquel and just easily finishes the job. Yeah, Raquel has definitely grown on me. In the past year, she's gone on to be one of my favorite stars. Like, it's so easy in wrestling. In a turn of a hat, you can become latched on to someone way who was nothing before. You know what I mean? Like, you could become something in, in really quickly if done right. And they've definitely done the right thing with Raquel. Like, she's become a, a kind of a must-watch for me yeah. on this show, I, I think. And you know how much I love Io Shirai, but I can't wait for that match because I genuinely don't know who would win that match. Yeah, because I, th- I think right? Raquel has a lot of steam behind yeah. her. I eventually see... And maybe this is after the title win, but I eventually see a match between Dakota yep. and Raquel because although they haven't really pushed it, you can see that Raquel has stepped out of her Dakota's shadow and mm-hmm. is now kind of the 
the A player of that team. And that's cool with the, I, I like them as yeah. a team and f- just friends, acquaintances. It's, 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 it's kind of like Sean and Diesel, obviously it Lady is, Cool yeah. or whatever. Big um, Lady cool. I, I really like what they're doing there. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like this. I, I don't want to, I, out of all the matches tonight, there was some good stuff, but nothing that like was like a crazy must watch mm. match if I had to cherry pick, but I quite enjoyed this simply because it helped get Raquel over even more. So yeah. like it, it just showed that like this is the person you should be watching just from this match. Uh, I liked that match. So we go to the way backstage. This is the way Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, Indy Hartwell and Austin Theory and Candice and Indy say that they're great and they've advanced in their Dusty Classic because they had their match against Team Goth Bay, isn't it? Oh, um, yeah, it was Elena what Black are they calling themselves. It's Gigi Dolan. Okay, Gigi Dolan and Cora, someone yeah. their new names. Yeah, yeah. So Priscilla Kelly and um, right. Elena Black. Elena Black. Yeah, yeah. the Goth Base. <laughs> goth Base. Yeah, sure. love them. Uh, that, I think it's the only time I've ever tuned into 205 Live. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, so the way are backstage and they're happy about that win, but Johnny and Theory are there and they, someone, Mackenzie mentions that he's, you know, he's got a match. Uh, someone's got a match, including Kushida, who's gotten Johnny's number the past few times. And, and they say, don't say that. And he's pissed and he walks off. Candace consoles him. He comes back. He says, sorry, don't say Kushida. Theory's like, stop, don't say it, don't say it. And they're like, we just said, don't say it. Don't say Kushida. No more words. He got fluke wins. We don't have to say his name. Kushida. Stop saying it. And they walk off. This is pushing me now into the, okay, I'm over it already. I'm done. I really yeah, hate it. I know. I really it, hate it. Today is the three-year anniversary of Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas. Yeah, I said his full goddamn name because that's what it was. Three years ago was that match. Wow. Gargano versus Almas and Chill. Yeah. Uh, Almas versus... What do we always say? Um, Gargano. Gargano v. Almas and Chill. Yeah, that's yeah. what we we say because it's one of the best matches ever, I, I'd say. And you were there. You say I, it's yeah. your favorite match one ever. One of my favorite matches ever. And, and three years ago. And then we go to this and it's like, yeah, you're a North American champion. But like, what are you doing? Why aren't, isn't this guy like a big thing in wrestling? It... He's in that unfortunate position of being really good at whatever you ask him to do. Yeah. So being asked to do this stupid, badly written comedy routine, he does it well. He performs it well. I think all of them kind of perform their roles well. I just hate it. I hate it. This whole trying to say the way in every single promo they do, all these things that Johnny Gargano hates. He hates wheels. He hates black cats, curses, Kushida, like all of this, it's so stupid. He's like the annoying neighbor in a sitcom who's like the bad guy. Like he's just, it's not, it's not something you want to watch. It's so pantomime. It's so fake. I don't believe that a human being would be like this. And I know this is wrestling and I know we have ridiculous characters. Yeah. But I think Johnny Gargano for so long was Johnny wrestling. He is. He's the guy you get behind because he's a good wrestler. And now this just feels so far from who he is. Um, and it's just, I hate it. I really yeah, I'm hate growing it. to really, it's pushing me every time. And this just felt so forced and so like, just not creative. It seems like the same joke every fucking day. And it's, we're, we're trying to build to a match, Kushida versus Johnny Gargano. Why are we overthinking this? Yeah. The two really fucking good wrestlers. They're great wrestlers. I think Johnny's one of the best wrestlers alive. Like, honestly, I, I do. Especially looking back at the, some of the stuff for the three years ago, that match. And I'm like, man, you're the best. Like, you're actually one of the best. And instead, you're doing these weird things that, like, literally irritate me when I watch the show. I'm like, ah, oh, what has happened to this yeah. this character? 
but I did not like this backstage promo, but no. more on that later. We have Scarlet, Lady Scarlet. She's backstage as a vignette here of her reading tarot cards. And foolishness tempts the hearts of fate. Pass your wisdom. Elevate others. Such conviction. But it will spell obliteration. So stay on your journey or he will alter his fall and pray. She flips tarot cards over. So we've seen her read these tarot cards before. You know, apparently I learned something. You can't ask to have your tarot card read doesn't doesn't count if that's oh, no. a thing so if someone does it to you it so means someone something. has to volunteer like if i go i'm doing this for you and i do it it has more meaning and like oh. could could mean it happens all right so i mean hmm. it could tie into what she's doing here yeah so maybe a little bit more on that what do you think of these vignettes uh it sounds like someone somewhere backstage it goes huh maybe we're not so sure anymore about this program where it's heading to hmm. me but We'll see. I thought it looked really good. I'm just getting a bit tired of all these demonic characters we have. And Karrion okay. Cross before he his injury was yeah, he did the ty- the hourglass and stuff like that and had the imagery, but now we're going full into witchcraft and tarot cards and skulls and all this. And I'm just with with the likes of the Fiend, Alexa Bliss, Abaddon, all this. I don't know if I want another demonic character in wrestling right, right now. Um, and yeah, def- well, we'll get to later on where it seems that this is going. But uh, yeah, I thought it looked cool, but I just don't want any more of this stuff in wrestling. Just want wrestling. Just and, he's, want wrestling. and if he's a good wrestler, then he should be killing people. Wrestler, yeah. like, you know, but yeah, um, I'm kind of like, ah, whatever. We have a video package or a highlight for Tegan Knox, who's doing a training video live on YouTube. The Road to Recovery, Tegan Knox and Captain Marvel. Yeah, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so if you're a fan of either of these two, go check that out. Um, they're working out via Zoom or yeah, something. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, they should do more of this. Yeah. It's awesome. I really think that's great. But God forbid you tell us Sasha Banks is in The Mandalorian. Don't tell us. <laughs> Don't you dare tell us. Not at all. But chilling with Captain Marvel, that's yeah. all right. Yeah. Uh, is is there more Captain Marvel movies coming out? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, it's the first time I've ever fallen asleep in a movie theater. Really? I know. Okay. I don't want to get heat, but I'm telling the truth. It's it's fine. Like it, I, I didn't like it particularly, but it wasn't terrible. Well, speaking of not terrible, Tyler Rust. Mm. is in the ring. He's got a match. Tyler Rust and Malcolm Bivens. He's going up against Daniel Garcia. Gracia. Forget, because they didn't call him that. Uh, <laughs> they called him something Rio? Rios? Uh, they, yeah, they know. barely wanted to tell me who this man was, but I am a Toronto native who used to attend Smash Wrestling, and I used to see one of the Buffalo kids here, uh, Garcia, or Gracia. I keep messing his name up. Um, and he's, like, super technical, and... Um, I was kind of, I, I've seen him on AEW, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so it's weird seeing like these like crossover guys. I mean, they're not signed. And I guess if they're staying in that area, they're going to be used, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's cool to see this guy. Uh, so, but he's going up against Tyler Rust, who's kind of on this little streak with Bivens. Well, not a streak, a, a losing streak, I guess you could say. Um, during the beginning of this match, they do an insert promo, which I'm obvious, like instantly like, ah, what am I supposed to be watching here? The beginning of this match because the bell just rang or this insert promo? I feel like just do it in an entrance before. 
you could do it during an entrance. Yeah, I I don't mind it so much during it, especially that it is related to the match and think we got portions of the match that are in commercial breaks anyway. So uh, it didn't bother me too much, especially at the very beginning when not much is really going to happen. Well, they're tying it up and uh, Rio here hits some drop downs, but uh, Rust finally stops him and starts working the arm and the shoulder and then does his like a classic bending the elbow back in the shoulder and then stomping on it like Shayna Baszler or something here. There's then more elbow twists and elbow drops, but Rios comes back with a DDT and then it's not a DDT. It's a satellite into the DDT, but then turns it into the guillotine, which looks really nice. Very technical. Um, but Russ gets out of that. Rio climbs the top rope here and hits a flying like move, but caught in midair from Russ for an uppercut. And then Rust hits his moonlight drive or whatever, the, the spinning neck breaker type mm. thing and gets turns him over sorry and turns him into this like rings of saturn type submission hold that he's been doing with the legs yeah Yeah. the legs around the arms and bending back so like the neck and stuff and the shoulders so he yells he gives up and rust wins this match i thought this was a really good match yeah uh i was surprised because we see it's a guy that they've barely even said his name he's just in the ring it's gonna be a squash jobber match and i thought it was a little bit more than that i thought they gave um garcia enough there that he could shine and he could show off some stuff and have a nice little clip for his promo tape, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought Tyler Russ showed off some really different kind of moves that we hadn't really seen. And I like his uh, kind of shoot submission style. He's definitely going to mix it up. Uh, I know we saw him kind of loosely paired with Thatcher before, but I see him, I see us kind of having a bit of a fight bit pit, division in nxt okay yeah of all that kind of style and i think russ definitely fits in there yeah no i think so too i think that's definitely something they're going forward with this show like the start the style of wrestling is yeah we always think of nxt with the women's division and they're killing it with that and then they get like this kind of shoot style catch can kind of whatever i'd almost want a kind of raw underground done right in nxt for all these guys shane o'mac Bring Shane O'Mac back. Please don't. Um, <laughs> we've got uh, Arturo Huas as well, who would fit in really well. Uh, Anthony Henry's just signed, hasn't he? Okay. So I think you've got all these guys where you could make an actual division and maybe eventually I'd like to see maybe the North American title become the title for kind of that style. So Johnny's got to be in a fight pit. Well, I'm saying eventually. <laughs> like yeah, eventually, yeah. if someone eventually drops it to... I mean, right. Kushida would match in there. Okay, really. yeah. You um, would, yeah. You could have the North American ti- title more of that kind of mixed martial arts sort of scene, and then you've got your cruiserweights, and then you've got your world title scene for the more traditional. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, that would be pretty cool. I like this direction of the f- actual like wrestling, wrestlers kind of yeah. wrestling style. Speaking of, we have Finn Balor, who's backstage, and he is about to be interviewed, but Kyle O'Reilly shows up, and he says, are you ready? Are you ready? Can I trust you? What do you think? I'll see you out there. I'll see you out there. And they walk off. It's hard to believe that these two guys live in the same world as Johnny Gargano and his friends. You know? Are these two just so serious, intense? And then you've got these other characters who are scared of Kushida and Wheels. You know? It, it just seems so polarizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I thought these guys played this well um i like that they're keeping this rivalry kind of going 
uh, and definitely stretching this story out. Uh, I'm really liking uh, what these guys are doing. Yeah, the two top guys here for a while, these two, obviously Finn's the champ, but Kyle has definitely stepped up to the plate, I- I'd say. Um, Zach Gibson and Drake Maverick, the grizzled young veteran. Sorry, not Drake Maverick. Drake. <laughs> James Drake. James Drake. Too many Drakes. Yeah, I was I was writing Nathan Drake, and I was like, oh, I was just writing Drake. Yeah. Just Drake. Drake. Just Drake's Aubrey. in NXT. Aubrey's in NXT. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the referee. And there's Drake, the ref in NXT, and then there's Aubrey, the ref in <laughs> AEW. That's weird. Zach Gibson and James Drake, the grizzled young vets. And Zach Gibson, of course, has the stick, has the mic. He says, hey, lads, uh, another wannabe team thinking... Sorry, sorry, do that again? He said it. That's how he said it. Okay. He said, hey, lad. <laughs> I wrote it because he said it. That's how he started his promo. He He's getting across, hey, I'm British. Right, okay. <laughs> he's not British, he's Scouse. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, well, the, the, definitely the scarves gave it away that they're yes. from there. So he says, another wannabe team of Kushida and Ruff thinking they can go forward in this thing. We have the 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 one-hit wonder himself, Leon Ruff, and then you have Kushida in jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking died at this. Uh, and then he says, you guys won't match up your 15 seconds of fame with our 15 years of being a team, so let's have at it. And they start this match off. This guy just, he never needs to say much. It wasn't like he was saying anything particularly important. But it just gets you hyped for the match, doesn't it? He's in and out with his promo. It doesn't drag on. He just comes in. Sit. When there are crowds there, usually generates a lot of heat and makes you more psyched for the match than you were before it was announced. So right. I-, I love these entrances with uh, with Zach Gibson's promos. I think he's so good. Shoes off for Gibson. Uh, so Zach Gibson starts off with Kushida, which is a great little matchup here. I'd see, like to see this one-on-one where Kushida and them, they're doing like some technical wrestlings, but he eventually tags in James Drake, who does a spinning heel kick to Kushida. Um, then Leon Ruff tags in, who starts hitting like... Run- just kicks to James here. And then he does his like spider sense moves that Vic Joseph calls it, where he's dodging everything from jumping rope to rope, like a Going spider monkey his legs. Yeah. Jumping around. Yeah. It's great. It's nuts. Uh, but eventually hitting a Rana to James Drake. And then this flying cutter when Gibson's in for a two count during a commercial break, Gibson's now working down on rough and tagging in and out here, but it's Kushida. Eventually when we're back, who hits a hot tag, his cartwheel drop kick, the, the running front kick, and then levels Gibson, with like another one of these kicks and then a octopus stretch, but he finally gets out of it. Uh, the Grizzle Young Vets hit a doomsday device for a two count here, which just looked great. I love a classic doomsday device. What a rush. Uh, Ruff is, hits like a tope to the outside and then back in the ring hits like the lunatic lariat on Gibson. It goes for a swanton bomb, but Drake pulls Gibson out of the way. Cushy gets involved here, but it's, gets tossed out of the ring by James Drake, who then picks up Ruff, and they hit the ticket to mayhem, and the grizzled young vets advance in the Dusty Classic, winning this match. They did what they said they were going to do in the beginning. Yeah, I think these might be my favorites to win the whole thing. Uh, I I really enjoyed this. I thought they worked really well with each other, especially towards the end. It really got going. Um, there was a moment early on where Ruff was with Drake, and he did a, some cool stuff, but then there just seemed to be this portion where Drake was basically just standing there for Ruff to jump around. Sure. You know, like it, it didn't, it felt a bit, I'm, I'm not talking about the spider monkey bit. I'm talking about a bit after it just felt like 
let's just wait here for Ruff to dance around me for a little bit. Right. But after that, I, I really liked it and was surprised to see no shenanigans. It was just Grizzled Young Vets going over these guys clean, yeah. which was surprising to me. I like clean finishes me in too. my wrestling. Me too. Because it's so hard to do that in wrestling. Like, just a definitive But way doesn't it make Kushida just look so oh, weak? Oh, I can't believe How it. How can he do, go for the North American title after a loss? No, I, I thought this was the right thing. The focus is the tag team tournament. You've got the established tag team going over the other guys who are bigger single stars. I, I thought this was fine and I, I really enjoyed this match so these guys advance in this tournament which means they are going to go up against like uh what the grizzled young vets are going to face either undisputed era or thatcher and champa which is next week i think so, that, so that's yeah. either of those matches sounds like it could be crazy yeah like that sounds nuts and it's msk versus the winner of legato and the lucha house party next week as well so that's so you've got kind nuts. of more of a cruiserweight side of the of the bracket yeah uh, so that's going to be um i can't tell you what match sounds really insane what sounds i, th- I think next week sounds yeah awesome. next week sounds good but yeah. yeah those are some of the matches there but uh i i thought this match was fun that we had here right now but it definitely didn't like didn't have a certain flow i was okay. quite looking for like it didn't st- I, it didn't really do do too much mm. i kind of scouted that this was where this it would be really silly if kushida and ruff won this i thought yeah I was just expecting kind of the thing that happened after the match to happen kind of during the match. Yeah, so right after this match, um, there's Johnny and Austin Theory who show up and attack Kushida. He fights back, but Johnny super kicks him, and then he hits his final beat DDT on him, laying him out. And as Theory's beating up Ruff, it's Dexter Loomis who just shows up, like, behind the thing. He's behind the curtain, And he's staring with his eyes open, like, ah, I'm going to stare at you. So it looks like we're... Is that a future match? Kushida and... Loomis I hope friends? we're not getting a triple threat instead. Oh man! Suck. Oh my God! No, please! <laughs> you promised no. us Kashida Johnny, and we get Dexter Loomis. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're rushed backstage because oh my goodness, Kurt Stallion has been taken out. He's attacked. William Regal comes in. All these refs. He's like, "What happened? What happened?" Legato, Legato took me out. So. Uh, Wait, is this a rib? It has to be a rib. This guy just can't wrestle this on NXT. This guy has not wrestled on NXT, has he's in he? in his contract. And he's been the number one contender for so long. And it, apparently, if you listen to Shot in the Dark, he's on 205 Live every week. So, so it's like, not like he's injured. Why can't he wrestle? He's not, it's, it's like they keep pushing it off that he's not going to wrestle on NXT. Yeah. It's got to be a rib. It's very odd. So the match is... We'll, I guess we'll talk about it in a little bit but yeah he's taken out of this match because after the break regal's pissed he's like he goes to legato del fantasma he goes yeah you think you're, you're slick eh well you know what next week will be the cruiserweight match it's not going to happen tonight but the, the cruiserweight match kurt stallion versus you uh santos is next week and uh if he's attacked again before this it's going to have consequences and he leaves and legato del fantasma look at each other like kind of little cheeky they're like a little like <laughs> We got one over on Mr. Regal. And Santos looks at his like little cubby, his locker with his gear, and sees a card like on top of his shirts, his clothes. So he grabs it, and it's one of the tarot cards oh. that Scarlet was reading earlier. And they're like, what does it say? What does it say? Uh, the end is near. Okay, let's get out of here. Vamanos, vamanos. And they, they all run out of there. So, uh, yeah. so we're probably not getting this match next week because either Santos is going to get attacked by Karrion Cross, 
or Kurt Stallion's going to get attacked by Carrion does Cross? Well. Does Cross interfere? Because remember, remember, if you're confused, uh, Santos called Cross out last week. Yeah, so last week Santos was putting over that he's the kind of the winningest champion in the company. He was like, there are these other losers who couldn't even defend their title right. and got injured right away. Um, he called him out like a few times in that Yeah, promo. he's called yeah. him out a few times. So it makes sense, but it feels like Cross is getting mightily distracted from this title. And I, I think that's the thing when we've seen in the past. If, if you don't come back from an injury and challenge for that title you vacated right away, I kind of just don't care about you as much and we saw that with finn on the main roster he was injured for a while he didn't come back right to an undisputed title shot did he he was just flailing around the mid card and with cross having the priest match and now it seems a little santos feud seems a bit odd it's weird he can't fight for the cruiserweight title no <laughs> so either he costs santos the match maybe He's like, hey, you shouldn't talk shit about mm-hmm. me, or because now I'm going to get in your business. I actually did not expect this. I kind of forgot that he had called yeah. him cross out. I thought what he found in his locker was an ace. Oh, for the other cruiserweight title, right? Right. Okay. That's legit. Where I, I actually went, oh, that's interesting. And then yeah. they went, no, it's a tarot card, and I was like, oh, okay, it's, yeah, okay, diff- that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean, I, either of these don't really. It's, it just sounds Unless weird. It might just be a little TV thing. Uh, to kind of tied over until the next takeover and you go to the cross match. But I, I'm not interested in crossing the title picture. And so I just maybe don't want, I actually prefer this. I just don't want to see cross costing the title to Kurt Stallion. No, he's, he's beat so many guys that deserve shots. Also, yeah. They've also yeah. made this title seem a bit more legitimate. Yeah. So it makes it feel weak for a lone star main eventer to just like screw it up. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't want that to happen. So we'll yeah, I'm see. with you there. Or maybe Cross will take out Stallion too, and then it's like, hey, what's going on? I don't know. Who? It's interesting. Tony Storm comes out down to the ring and has a microphone and calls out Io Shirai. She says, "I beat you to win the May Young Classic years ago. Don't forget, I beat you, and I wanted to become the first ever Women's Dusty Cup winner. This thing, and you took that away from me, and." I want my revenge. I want to hurt you, EO. I want to hurt you and I want to ruin you. And most importantly, I want the NXT women's title. EO Shirai's music hits. Haven't heard this one in a, in a while. Still a banger. She comes down to the ring. She has, she doesn't have her own mic. She takes Tony's mic from her and is like, I'll fight you anywhere. I've already made it clear. I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't like you. He doesn't like you either. My friend doesn't like you. <laughs> Tony, hearing this, shocked. How do you not like me? Drops EO. They start brawling. EO instantly gets the best of Tony. Tony retreats here, but from behind is Mercedes Martinez, who attacks EO Shirai. There's like a choke bomb kind of style move here, uh, taking her down. Shades of the Great Kali. <laughs> um, and then uh, Tony then grabs the title, but then. Martinez is like, hey, like this mine, and they're kind of fighting. So Eo interferes again, takes them both out. Um, and then Eo hits like the bullet train on her, but then Tony attacks, they're all attacking each other, and it's Tony who hits three butt attacks on Eo in the corner, and then kind of stands off there, hoping she's the next women's champ. She's got the momentum. Yeah, the butt attacks. The big Mo. Um there was this shote Eo did in this bit yeah. where she was so casual. With it, I think it was to Mercedes. She yeah. just went like, boom, pop. 
and then kind of just strutted off. It looked awesome. That move is nuts. But I didn't think this segment was great. I thought the attack from Tony looked a little weak to start with. Um, but I am glad to kind of see them finally all mix up because I kind of, they've been building this a while, these three. Um, and we don't know if Raquel's in there or not. I see this being a triple threat defense before we get to the Raquel match down mm-hmm. the line. Yeah. Uh, I didn't find the Tony promo that strong. No, I'm, I'm not buying Tony in this role, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. It's it like, obviously getting the upper hand on EO at the end with beating her up makes sense, but it'll be both of you up and it took two to like do it. So it's like, whatever storyline wise. But, but I, I think a triple threat between these three could be pretty good. Um, you've got Mercedes there. Who's well, a veteran, but also a bit more of a base for EO to kind of fly around and do some cool stuff. Uh, I, I think a triple threat would be quite interesting. Between sure. These three. Yeah. As long as EO goes on to face Raquel, I take, think so. Take yeah. over there. We go to Isaiah Swerve Scott. He's backstage. This new swagger. He says, uh, I I don't know what's the deal with me and Reed because he's facing Bronson Reed in a rematch tonight. He says I don't know what's going on. Um, I I was just trying to talk talk to Jake Atlas and Bronson Reed got in my face and uh, I'm starting to underscape the landscape here. In fact, the landscape of of everywhere of life and everyone points the finger at Swerve. So so Mackenzie, help me out here. Point point the finger at Swerve. Help me out. Do it for me. Do it for me. Point point your finger at me. So she she obliges. She points her finger. He goes, okay, cool. But how many are pointing back at you? And he walks off. It's not wrong. Not wrong. When you put the blame on someone else, you're just, you're really putting the blame on yourself. Hmm. I, I felt there was a kind of something a bit deeper to this than was maybe put across. Do you know like, what I mean? Like, it seemed just quite philosophical and uh, like he was trying to make a bit more of a statement. Yeah, you, well, you shouldn't be pointing fingers no. at people. But it, they're building up that swerve basically feels everyone's against him. Right? He's got they're his heel pointing, motive. They're always pointing the blame at him. He hasn't fully turned yet, though. No, that, that's what I mean by I feel there's something a bit deeper here. It feels like there's maybe a bit of justification because he was like, yeah, Bronson got in my business last week and everyone is still pointing the finger at me. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I quite like his delivery here. I thought he sounded good and I think this look works for him way better. Um, I'm quite enjoying this new character from Swerve. With his teeth. With his teeth. <laughs> his grills. His bear grills. Bear grills, not mm. like the guy. Uh, so we have a video vignette package, whatever you want to call it, for Imperium. It's Alexander Wolf who's now returned to NXT. He's talking here. He says, everything's changed. The landscape has changed here, just like Swerve. We've been isolated, but Walter still rules over as NXT UK champ and we've held NXT titles but that's not enough we need Imperium together because there's power in unity and we shall restore domination and Alexander Wolf ends with my arrival is only the beginning so I assume Volta's coming to NXT do you? I hope so he was all in this video wasn't he? He was what? He was in this video. He was all in. All in this video. Yeah, he was in this video. They showed a lot of him. They talked about him. They talked about all four of these guys mm. being a unit. So I, we said last week, hey, this is just one stepping stone to Walter. And this is exactly what it they're seems, telling us. And it seems like Wolf is maybe the mouthpiece until he gets there. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Never, it's weird. He was the, they, they're all not really known for talking, I guess. No. Which, but, is, which is cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Volt. I think that really changes 
if you're getting Volta kind of full time in NXT proper, yeah, that really changes that landscape and opens up some really interesting matches. I think so. I think there's a lot of, things. and I hope they treat him like that. He's good, and I don't understand why they don't treat him like. I'm still hurting from that 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 uh, Survivor Series thing. Yeah, I'm honestly, I'm still butthurt from that because why did you do I that? Know. I think enough that? time that was two years ago. Wow. But I kind I feel Volta is one of those people that any match against Volta sounds interesting. Yes. You go Volta Finn Balor, you go, oh yeah, I want to see that. Volta Johnny Gargano, oh I want to see that. Champa, I want to see Adam that. Cole. Thatcher, I want to see that. Adam Cole, yeah. Kushida, people like all we've seen these incredible matches against the smaller guys as well. Um I think he he could be a game changer for Fight NXT. Pit. I really do. Oh, absolutely. Him and Thatcher in a fight pit. Yeah. Him versus Reed. Him and Reed, Which we'll yeah. talk about maybe I, a I bit think more. there's so many great possibilities if you have Volta on the main roster. Adam Cole and Roderick Strong are backstage and say, we've gone to war with Champa. We've been in battles with Champa. We know. <clears throat> but Thatcher, he's like this fight pit. They're tough. He's tough. And he's this guy. He's... He, we've we've definitely got our hands full, but we've always had our hands full. We're undisputed era. They may be tough, but Adam and I are tougher, and we have way more team experience. And there's there's no way those two dorks are gonna stop us. I I like how it feels like no one's given Roddy the memo that they're baby faces now. Roddy, we're he- because, we're not heels now because Adam Cole recently he's been doing the sign of respect after a match. He's putting his boy over, going for the title. Then Roddy's like, yeah, and then all you other dorks out there. <laughs> I love it. Adam Cole's like bigging them up, like, hey, these guys are, these we guys respect are great. them. Fight they're tough. was awesome They're last tough. Week. Yeah, they say last week was great. Ah, and these two losers. Dorks. <laughs> it's like, Roddy, stop it, Roddy. He's the wild card. Yeah, he's the wild card, Roddy. Oh, fuck. Loved it. Uh, and of course, they end with, and that is undisputed. Uh, fuck, I love Roddy. No, uh, just so, I miss Roddy. He's so fun. Yeah, I can't wait to that match next week. Our next match, Isaiah Swerve Scott versus the colossal Bronson Reed. Now, uh, we made fun of his gear last week, and I feel bad, but he didn't come out with it this week. No, I think he listened to his favorite show up next, wearing his thing with the, with the little Godzilla, cuddly toy Godzilla yeah. on his shoulder. We made fun of it, and he just ripped it right oh, off. Because no. it was the same... Yes, yeah. he was wearing. I love this dude, but it just looked weird with the toy on it. it. it looks look way, he looks way cool like this entrance. I, yeah, I love his skyline yeah. top. I think that looks cool. I think his entrance might be one of my favorites right now. The, the way the Tron is, the, the music. Like, this sort of laser video of him walking through and coming really it's Godzilla screen. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I think it works so well. You don't need baby Godzilla. You don't. He doesn't. And I'm happy, I'm happy he took it away. Yeah. I think he, there's way more cooler things. I, I know we mentioned like he should have skin like Godzilla or something like, like textures and mm. stuff uh clearly he was hyped for king kong versus godzilla mm. with uh uh do you th- I, I would see that reed versus walter as that king kong for sure absolutely godzilla, yeah which uh, i watched the trailer and it looks a little similar to last i've i really don't care you don't like godzilla no, i haven't watched godzilla film for so long <sighs> i watched the brian cranston one that was the last one i watched no, and then that one didn't do i'm not justice. majorly into disaster movies they're fun but they're right. nothing i'll ever get excited about i'll say they'll be like if you went do you want to go and see godzilla king kong i'd go yeah go on then and like I'd we have fun yeah I, I, it's not something i get excited about me and you when when you could go to movie theaters me and you one day like one sunday we just went 
drinking on an afternoon and then went to see Rampage with yeah, the Rock. Yeah, that was the one, yeah. And it's like, same thing, right? For like, sure. Same... Oh, they're fun. Like, yeah. I love going to to go and see anything right yeah. now. It would be fun. I wasn't a big fan of King of the Monsters, and this trailer for the new King Kong Godzilla looks a lot like that movie, so okay. I'm like, okay, I, I need some, some substance. I might have to go and watch... Like I'll do a little catch up. I might get excited for it then. But then, but then it's been pointed out that there seems to be a tease in this movie for Mecha Godzilla. Okay. Which I'm like, all right, take take my money. Let's go. You sold me. <laughs> I want to watch it because it needs to lead to Godzilla and King Kong becoming a unit and a tag team and fighting Mecha Godzilla. Okay. It's a whole thing. Trust me. I'm sure it, bro, it is. It's, yeah. it's a vibe. Trust. Uh, so let's go to Resident Godzilla of NXT. Bronson Reed versus Swerve Scott. And Scott gets thrown out of the ring early on here, but instantly like lands on his feet on the outside, kind of impressive. Uh, but then there's then Swerve who gets like dropped by his feet, taking a nasty bump on the apron here. Reed then hits a suicide dive, which is crazy considering he's huge. Yeah. Flying at this guy. It's a flying Mothra type move. They go to commercial. When we come back, it's Swerve who's in control because during the break, he threw Reed shoulder first into the corner post selling that arm here now and swerve is just flying around and beating on him and then reed eventually like swats him away like like a like like king kong or godzilla literally like like a throwing the helicopter away it's like a one-handed spine buster here then like the running i still call it like a hoe train or whatever like the running it's in the freight train is freight that what train? it's called yeah. i always call it a hoe train too we do was next and biggie's our champion right now and it's every match he's doing it and oh, i'm like great what's well, what yeah. is this move I called think it's the freight train. freight train when you run at the guy and do that yeah he hits that and then a back senton to swerve here there's then this awesome looking move a suplex lift into a death valley driver but swerve kicks out at two he should definitely keep this in his arsenal great move here kind of like uh heavy rain from okada Mm -hmm. similar uh there's then um reed who goes to hit him with something but his shoulder gives out and he starts selling that his shoulder was hurt swerve smiles and then starts to beat him up attacks the arm uh kicks him in the head hits a flying shoulder breaker and a drive-by kick um, hits a 450 splash, but Bronson Reed kicks out. And I bit, I thought this was it for sure. Swerve is pissed off. He picks up Reed, who's hurt, and says, you you got to stay out of my business. You got to stay out of my business, which it just awakens the, the monster in the colossal one who just the face of him turns to the killer mode. Headbutt Swerve, lariats him, climbs up, hits the tsunami splash, and Reed pins Swerve. Pretty entertaining. Yeah. I thought, I, I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm really enjoying Swerve's direction, but Bronson seems to be a big deal and is someone I'm getting excited about and excited to see move into that main event picture eventually. Uh, his tsunami looks great as well. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of just the classic like snooker splash, um, but his looks terrifying. He's so big and comes down with all that force. It looks great. Um, I, I thought this was pretty entertaining. Yeah, looking back, I think I, I enjoyed this match out of everything else in the night. I, I think Bronson Reed, like you're right. I can't wait to. I, I'm sl- he's 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 working on the little things now, and once he gets all those things out, he, he continues to get better and get better. And we've we've been we're just watching a fun thing about this show NXT and 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 up next is watching these guys who are in NXT and then they like move forward mm-hmm. in their careers and stuff and evolve. And that's what this guy is doing. He's someone I could totally see. Uh, if this was in usual kind of full sale, the crowd getting louder and louder for him the, each week, I could see there being some kind of chant that he has by now. Yeah. He, he feels, even though it's all this weird virtual screens and stuff, he feels like someone who is 
reaching through and organically starting to grow more and more. Yeah, it's it's definitely that vibe, and I, I want to see more from him. And uh, little by little, he's doing good. The Colossal. We have Tomasa Champa, who's backstage in a little video. He says, I've been doing this for 16 years. And some wins you, some, some fights you win and some you lose. And then there's fights that you remember. And then Thatcher pulls up a chair, just like Champa was doing in their feud, and sits beside him. And Champa says, uh, some fights command respect. Thatcher says, uh, anguish and trouble brought us here, brought us together. And uh, it's going to be a war. And then Champa gets up and throws his chair, and then just Champa, uh, sorry, just Thatcher chilling there. These are just two scary, intense old guys, aren't they? Hey, I hate you. I hate you too. You want to be friends? Yeah. <laughs> you want to beat up other people? Yeah. yeah. It's just we're rough men. They were listening to that Undertaker Joe Rogan podcast and being like, yeah, rough, tough yeah. sons of bitches. So we are. Tim, what have you got in your bag there? <laughs> That's not Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're tough people, these guys. Real men! Real fucking uh, men. I like these two as a team, though. I can't see it being... I don't think it's going to be a long partnership. We'll probably end up having a rubber match, I'm guessing. But for now, I'm enjoying this. Um, just two, two, two tough fucking men. men. Don't you love two <laughs> yeah. men? They go fucking hunting together. Oh, I want yeah. vignettes like that. Get them, like, do manly shit. I want, like, they're going to be drinking IPAs. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be helping each other with their beard oil. Yeah. Hunting, yeah, beard oil. Chopping wood. Yeah, I want to see all of that. Like, not in a comedy way. Bottle of Jack and throw the lid away, so we're going to finish this. Yeah, we're not putting this away. We're finishing it. Yeah, Yeah, I want to see that. They, like, like, have cuts or wounds. You just pour the alcohol on it, burn it. Just gunpowder and light it to sear the wounds. Wow. You know? Just, that's what fucking I want to see from Champa and Thatcher. men. What's with that, all these flippy people? That's what I miss in wrestling, yeah. is men. <laughs> Tough, rough men. That's what I want in my wrestling, and I'm going to get so it. You're so getting clipped and going to be out of context <laughs> with all of this. I want rough, tough men. Yeah. Uh, that's what I want, and that's what I'm going to get at. They're going all the way. Tag team fight pit. Ooh. Whoa. Whoa. That's like that, that, that team, team fighting thing. thing. Yeah, that's some scary yeah. stuff. Wow, yeah, that's what I want. Tag team fight pit. That'd be crazy. I mean, wild, I, wouldn't it? That'd be nuts. Book it. It's time for our main event, which is Shock the System. Kyle O'Reilly comes out. He's looking hyped. He's ready. And his partner, the NXT world champion, Finn Balor, going up against the NXT tag team champions, Danny Birch and Oni Larkin. Commentary, of course. Can Kyle and Finn coexist? They're partners that don't get along. Oh, no. What are they, they going to do? They don't get along? Oh. Uh, but throw them up for Danny and Oni. And Finn and Oni Lorcan start off this match, but um, Finn kind of gets the best of Oni. They, they, they're, they're evenly matched here, but then they eventually tag their partners in. So it's Kyle and Danny. And it's it's Danny and Oni who like keep tagging in and out and are working on Kyle. But Kyle comes and he's hitting chops and firing back. He's not letting them get the advantage no matter. He's just fighting no matter what. We go to picture in picture and it's Kyle and Oni tying it up. But then Finn's in. He hits a standing uh, stomp to the midsection here. Oni works on the shoulder and like the arm and they, they mentioned like the history of Finn and his, his injuries and he's like bending back the shoulder. Um, then there's like all these strikes on Finn Balor. Oni continues to work the shoulder. Um, Finn is trying to make the tag to Kyle, but he can't reach. And the commentary is like, hey, Kyle could be reaching a bit more to make this tag. <laughs> he could be reaching. He's, you know, he's, he's just cool. He's cool Kyle out there on the apron. But 
Finn comes, fires back with a sling blade, escaping the one-two, and and tries to tag in, and he does. Kyle comes in, cleans house here. I'm talking roundhouse kicks to the gut, to the head, palm strikes, right hands, right hooks, all sorts of things. Danny Birch climbs the top rope and goes for his flying drop kick off the top, but in midair, Kyle drops him into a knee bar, which finishes Danny Birch here, who taps out. Kyle O'Reilly showing Finn Balor, look, this whole match are getting beat down by both of them. And I tag in and I take him out in one swift motion. It was, there was a, yeah, a lot of story here. Kind of similar to the match Raquel, earlier, yeah. Raquel match earlier, but this was definitely more kind of uh, sort of competitive seeing that they've been rivals and Kyle hasn't beaten him, but Kyle managed to finish these guys off easily. Great, yeah. great hot tag. Thought he looked awesome. Um, yeah, but this... Do you see these guys dropping the titles before they the should. Dusty Classic? They should, I'm sorry. Because it, it it's just you are doing this whole tournament where the winner will face the champions and you've just had the champions lose to... Granted, it's your number one contender, essentially, and your top champion. Right. But they just lost to two people not in this tournament. It kind of makes makes the eventual prize of the Dusty Classic seem kind of diminished a bit. Um, but I enjoyed the match and I'm really liking this continuation of the story with Kyle and Finn. Yeah, I had no problem with the match, but it was pretty, kind of quick and it kind of just was part of the story here, which doesn't really service Danny and Oni. And I think they've done a, like, I mean, NXT has done a job of letting us, making us not really care about them anymore. Mm. They're just the guys who get, continue to get involved and get beat up or the, the lackeys for Pete Dunne. Yeah. So I'm kind of, you know, we love Danny and Oni on this show. Oh, we love sure, Danny yeah. and Oni, but I just I think it's time that it doesn't make sense that all these tag teams are going through to face each other, to face these guys. It's like, okay, well, I don't know. It makes sense that they keep them, but it also would make maybe more sense to switch it. But to who? Who's not in a tournament? So it's interesting. To these two? I mean, maybe. You could do these two, Finn and Kyle. These two, and then I'd maybe push towards Undisputed Era actually winning the tournament. There you go. Oh, okay. Well, let's, let's talk about the ending of this show because after the match, it's Kyle O'Reilly who just took out both of these guys and tapped out Danny Birch standing tall. Finn Balor gets back in the ring, goes face to face with Kyle and he's like, Hey, good job. We did it. Like we did it. And Kyle's like, yeah, we did it. Good job. But Kyle is dropped down from Oni and Birch. They pull him out of the ring and Pete Dunn shows up behind Finn Balor. Finn goes to attack him. It's an all-out brawl here. All three guys are beating up on Kyle and Finn. Three on two. And they take out Kyle and they set up Finn for the finger breaker where Pete's going to break his fingers. But then Undisputed Era show up. Kyle and, and, and Roddy, uh, sorry, Adam and Roddy here. They come down, but they're too late because the fingers are snapped of Finn. And they scare off. Pete and, and Oni and Birch here as they all walk off and it's it's Kyle, Adam and Roddy standing and Finn's kind of more closer to the ropes in the ring and there's this long shot where they're just standing on, stare, like staying on this where you think something's going to happen. Like, is Kyle going to attack Finn? Is Finn going to attack them? It's, it's in the position of any turn. When Finn did his Pele kick yeah. to Dargano or Seth. the Seth Shield break up. Any turn. You're waiting for it. Yeah. You're waiting for something to happen here. And what happens is Finn looks back and realizes that Undisputed Era like had his back here. And then steps back a few 
to get in position in line mm. with Undisputed Era. And looks back side to side and they all stare and stand at each other. And he stands there for a little bit. And then he leaves the ring and mm. like walks off, still kind of standing with them. But a very interesting shot here, a little tease, if you will, where Finn is is teasing us that he's in the Undisputed Era. Yeah, like he's either like going to be teaming up with them or it's just like, I trust these guys. But also, I, I think there's a little bit of story there you could have with why did Cole and Roddy take so long? You know, mm-hmm. like Kyle was already beaten down in the corner. Finn was being attacked for a while. I think that's something you can always bring back if you start to put a bit of dissension between this group as well. But I, I think a pretty cool final image for the show and and left the show with you asking questions, which is always good and uh, a good image for our our graphic for the show as well. Yeah, the shot of here is like, yeah, of course, like Finn Balor and Adam Cole have ties to the Bullet Club. And of course, Adam Cole came to WWE and quickly was put into a, a group of Undisputed Era. And of course, there's been... Roddy's been added to the group and it's been that unit for a very long time. And Bobby Fish has been taken out with some, some injuries at the moment and stuff, but people are like, Oh, there's definitely Finn could fit into that group. When he turned heel, people thought that was what was going to happen. And now they're all baby faces a year later or so. And now it seems they're teasing us with this. So it may, he, he might be associated with them. Or, so is, is Finn undisputed? Is, is Finn disputed here because he's got to, to decide or something, but I like this. What I like is. And I'm going to knock on wood here, but uh, it feels like they're actually doing a decent long-term story here, which which started way back when Kyle won that gauntlet, which gave him the number one contenders slot. It it seems like from then we've been talking about, like, are the UE going to break up? Are Kyle and Finn on the same team? Is Kyle eventually going to be champion? All this stuff. And I feel this is all all part of the same story leading to an eventual moment. And that they're giving me good matches and it's not insulting my intelligence. It's not over the top. I, I think they're doing a really good job here with this story. And I, I hope it continues and it's not just week to week booking. And this is something that that's a bit more planned out. Look, we talk about AEW every Thursday on the BD Elite show, and we always, it could be a bad dynamite, it could be a good dynamite. We're always talking about the long-term storytelling that they do. They yeah. manage to do that very well. Mm. It's little things in wrestling. You don't even have to end up doing anything. But to set little things that eventually go on to do things, it's yeah. so easy. And and just the shot of Finn stepping in line with the boys, the era boys here, UE, Makes wrestling fans like salivate and your brains think of, yeah. well, what if they do that? Or what if this happens? And what it's like, that's what wrestling kind of is, right? It's an ongoing show that never ends. And it's mm. like, well, yeah, I, I like this, these little nods and little touches and it, it leaves us wanting to watch next week. Yeah. So they did a good job. I will say. I thought this was a, an interesting show because I don't think any of the matches were blow away, but I didn't think anything was bad. I, I, I quite enjoyed every match that was on the show. There wasn't a whole lot of story driving forward, but the stuff that was there, for example, this final moment, was good. Uh, So I I think it was more of a thumbs-up show for me, even though it wasn't necessarily a a noteworthy kind of spectacle. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It was... There wasn't a blow-away match. There wasn't anything that really, like, stole away, but everything saw was still solid. It went quick as well. And when a show moves quick, it it's normally a good it means sign. Good. Yeah. yeah. 
So uh, I'd say thumbs up for for this yeah, show. Too. Yeah, I didn't. I did definitely still enjoyed it. There wasn't anything that really irked me or pissed me off or anything mm. like that. Uh, uh, and that's and that's us being Canadians who watch NXT every week on TV, right? Every Wednesday oh, night. Oh yes, yes. Because it's on TV. Yes, exactly. Will it move to Peacock come fall? The USA deal is up fall time. What happens? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean that that deal is just us the whole network deal right right um we do not have the network in canada the same way as americans do i don't see it coming off tv at okay. this point okay um but whether they'll because it's on U- usa is nbc right usa is part of the nbc group yeah usa i i guess i, I don't, think so. I, it must be yeah like would nxt be able to go on the network quicker if that's the case you know like okay. if, if they're having it all on the streaming service would you be able to have the replay of nxt go up pretty much immediately yeah it's owned by nbc yeah so, so i, I see it maybe going on quicker i don't really know how it affects our i mean canada just has we've talked about this before a terrible nxt deal yeah i don't get why we don't get it live yeah it's very strange so it's like would you air it live on the peacock thing if that's a thing because is there ways for other people outside the u.s to get peacock I mean, VPNs Probably. and stuff like that, right. yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's you should very... have a more... You, there should be an easier way to watch NXT. Yes, you know? yes, definitely, 100%. Uh, I just find it interesting that in come fall, we might not be able... It might, people saying it could change days, you yeah. know? I don't see it happening, but uh, it would ruin I mean, my NXT's week. NXT's been Wednesdays for so, so yeah. long. Yeah, Wednesday night war and they would leave Wednesdays. No, they yeah. were here first. Sow night. Yeah, Wednesday nights are for the boys. Uh, so that was NXT this week, and uh, we'll let you know if any Peacock news, but I'm sure you're following all the great John Pollock covering all the stuff with WWE news and Peacock and all that stuff. I'm just, it's great. I can watch Community and then flip over and watch like WCW. It's true. It's so strange. Yeah. Streets ahead, street fights ahead. Yes. <laughs> all the, like the crossovers you could Michael do. Michael Scott and Scott Steiner. Holy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Which one's smarter? Yeah, true. Exactly. There's so many things you could do. Uh, so that was NXT. That's what we thought. Let's go to some feedback. Forum.postwrestling.com. The Post Wrestling Forum there will read any comments or questions you write, including, do, would you like to start, sir? Sure. We start with mystery. Not a fan of Loomis being a part of the Gargano-Kushida feud, but I guess someone needs to take the pin so they can extend the feud until Kushida wins the title. That Shirai Storm Martinez segment was decent, but keep Tony away from a live mic. She's an absolutely horrendous promo. Also, both Tony and Mercedes posed with the title at some point, and we know what that means. Tony's offense also looked super off. The Finn UE stuff is interesting. Keep Cross away from it, though. Not much else to discuss on NXT. A solid episode through and through, even if uh, it wasn't anything special or super memorable. It's a pretty solid but forgettable episode outside of what I mentioned above, unless you really like tag team wrestling. That being said, with Sari officially on her way over, she had her last match in Japan just this last weekend. The NXT Women's Division is about to get even more stacked. And then a question of the week. I just wanted to comment on how awful Raw was again last Monday. That Asuka Alexa title match was easily one of the worst matches I can ever remember. And I've been watching wrestling since 03. It was WCW 99-2000 levels of awful. I can't believe WWE is getting one billion for that garbage. <laughs> one billion dollars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw the news about some a few wrestlers kind of finishing up wherever they're going and then eventually packing it to to WWE. A few Japanese talent there. Uh, obviously, I, I saw the Sari 
uh, one. But I'm interested. We we signed up for Stardom and we've we've joined before and we've yeah. we've, we've come back and and signed up, re-signed up and stuff. Uh, the, NXT's women's division's the best, and Stardom seems to be great with the Japanese women's wrestling over there. It's like there's definitely some sort of pattern going on where they're taking people and making them stars over here, whether it be like your your EOs, your Kyries, your your Askas and stuff. Like there's there's something they're they're going to that well quite often. Mm. But uh, I I don't mind it if if it works for them. I mean, everyone's been great, right? Yeah, have come over. So yeah, yeah. We go to Frank, who says, shout out up next Royal Rumble Eve. Pretty decent, good show tonight. Coming off last week's superb effort, stories continue to be furthered as we inch closer to TakeOver. Dakota and Raquel roll on to the semis. MSK look good once more, moving on to the Grizzled Young Vets. Uh, sorry, and the Grizzled Young Vets won a very good battle with Kushida and Ruff. Excited for both weeks, next few weeks. Walter Tease, yes, please. Cool to see Rios, a.k.a. Daniel Garcia, making an appearance as Russ got a showcase against him in the nice little match. Poor Stallion. I think they're just messing with him and us at this point. Regal was mighty upset, though. I enjoyed his fire. Reed and Swerve had a fun match as Reed continues to be booked strong and seems to be slowly building up his way to the card. And, of course, EO was awesome. Cool Kyle and Finn, the dream team, tearing it up with the champs in their cool new gear as their dad, Pete Dunn, waited outside until the car in the car until it was time to break fingers and stuff. Teasing Finn joining with UE, we'll see. See you all in the Rumble. I'm trying to start my road to Fire Mania, not Fire and Flava Fest, thankfully. P.S. Good luck in the Rumble pool. Everyone who hasn't responded, please do so. And I give this one a B grade. I had enjoyable time watching it and everything made sense and I had a purpose with no complaints. Looking forward to the next tag team matches. Ahoy. Yes, so Frank uh, is in the Facebook group Up Next Podcast, the group and uh, is setting up a rumble pool for this Sunday. So if you want to get involved with that, um, talk to Frank in the Facebook group. And finally, we go to Magan, who says, Solid show tonight. The women's title picture is looking great with Shirai, Storm and Martinez. Loomis feud with the way could, de- could delay Kushida's inevitable first win. O'Reilly had the finish of the night and could a possible truce with Finn Balor be forthcoming? I think that's kind of what we saw there. MSK and Grizzled Young Vets are my picks as the finalists for the Dusty Cup. Are Asuka and Charlotte ever going to stop by? Because other than the trophy, I can bet NXT will elevate the women's tag titles instead of holding them hostage on the main roster. Lack of Shotzi Blackheart isn't pleasing. (laughs) Yes. Question of the day. Imperium followed up Wolf's reserve sing strongly hinting that Volta could be following suit. Will he bring the UK title across the Atlantic? Yeah, why not? Have him why not? Have a defense over you're, there as well. You're right about the, the North American title. Like, Johnny has it now. But, like, to make it more of, like, the wrestling title where that's kind of Walter's style. The UK title is that style. But uh, I've checked in and out of NXT UK since it's come back. Obviously, that Dragonov match that we all talked about the last, crazy, last year. Yeah. But there's been some okay stuff going on there. I like I like want to see where Ben Carter goes and some of the stuff. But I, I wouldn't mind some crossover. Yeah, they got some talent over there. It's it's just whether I mean I assume that they're pretty confident they're going to be able to get him over by the looks of it. But I guess every yeah. every day and week there are new restrictions when it comes to travel and stuff. I know they're kind of changing the laws here in Canada. Yeah. So uh, who knows? Who yeah, knows? The world but is wild. I, I would very much like to see Volta back in NXT. 
Yeah, well, uh, thank you for listening to us here talking about NXT tonight or today, wherever it may be. And we'll be back. We have BD Elite coming out talking about tonight's Dynamite or this Dynamite. We'll be live on Twitch 1 p.m. every Thursday, it seems to be, twitch.tv slash podcast. We talk about Dynamite. Uh, we have the Rumble coming up again, the Rumble tomorrow night, so it's going to be wild. 30 men, every man for himself, and women, and women. Oh. One winner. Who will go to face Braden Harrington? At WrestleMania. Yeah. Very excited. It's the moment we're all waiting for. It's tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Rumble, Young Man Rumble. Oh, yeah. And then our watch along for the Rumble this weekend as well. All the stuff at Up Next Podcast, Twitter, Instagram for all the stuff. Give us a follow. Help support us. Patreon.com slash Up Next. Only $5 a month for North American tier. The, 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 the friends tier, if you will. Because we have... Up Yours with John Cena talking killer clowns from outer space. We did it Up Yours Royal Rumble 1995 review this week with Jason Hagholm, friend of Post Wrestling. We did our top five Rumble moments. All the shows up there, all the was next, all the stuff. I've got my Impact review from last night is also Whoa. on this feed. So if you want to hear what's going on in Impact, listen to me and Andrew Thompson talk all about that. And Friday Eve at some point, I'll put up the Batman Forever review. Uh, we didn't really go into talk about... Uh, kiss from a rose we kind of just overshadowed that i thought because that's probably one of the it's the best batman song ever because it's not really a batman song it's just a song they put in the credits it's just a song in batman i yeah. don't see any it wasn't relation. it was in the credits yeah it wasn't even in the thing but listen to that review as we talk about jim carrey and tommy lee jones beef and val kilmer just being a blah batman uh, probably the best batman movie of all time to be probably honest. It's, it is. Uh, it's arguable yeah yeah, yeah if you, so that's on the free feed friday night at some point so go check us all that go follow go like us we appreciate you listening we hope you're well wherever you may be thank you for listening take care goodbye be safe and uh i didn't think of, there wasn't anything really to think about you just step back in your line there yeah step yeah. back in line ahoy From 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour has beer, cocktails, and bar food for 3 to 6 bucks. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $4 Coors Light Tall. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m. That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour from 3 to 6. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.